Elevates on a three. It's an air ball. Wow. And the Aces have gone the road to Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky and stunned the number one Wildcats 67-64. This is Aces on the Air, the official podcast for Evansville Athletics. Craig lines it into center field base hit. Here comes Brooks from around third. He will score. And the Aces walk it off again. Aces on the Air is brought to you by Toroni's Pizzeria and Brewery. Claim a $3 off value at any 2023-2024 UE Athletics event on campus. Sherry sends one into shallow right field. It's a base hit. Here comes Craig around third. There is no throw. Simon says game winner. Now here's the voice of the Aces, Jevin Redmond. Hello again, Aces fans. This is Aces on the Air, brought to you by Tronies and powered by Learfield. Thanks for being with us once again this week. I'm Jevin Rebin, Episode 7, and we are talking some Purple Aces softball with head coach Matt Mundell. They are, of course, done with fall workouts, about to enjoy a little downtime with the holiday season, and then get it cranked up again for the regular season, which will start early February. Coach Mundell has been the softball head coach here at Evansville since the 2015 season. He really is an interesting guy with many other interests outside of just sports and and also experience in sports outside of softball. He will talk about all the sports he's played growing up, including college tennis and college football. He also has coached some college basketball. Coach Mundell is a lover of art and music and so much more. Before we get to our wide-ranging conversation, I want to thank Tyrone's for sponsoring our Aces on the Air podcast. A reminder that any Aces game you attend on campus this year, grab your $3 off voucher for your next trip to Tyrone's and also Brinker's Jewelers, the official jeweler Purple Aces basketball. When you think about the perfect engagement ring, wedding bands, specialty gifts, fine jewelry, and watches in Evansville. Thank you the Purple Aces Think and thank Brinker's Jewelers. This Purple Aces softball program returns a lot of talent from last season, a year in which they started 13-1. Had a slow finish to the year, but Coach Mundell feels like this is one of his more talented teams with experience that he has had during his time here at Evansville. He is our guest this week, Aces on the Air, Episode 7, with Evansville softball head coach Matt Mundell. Coach, thanks for joining us this week. Um, how did the fall go for you guys? I know you're kind of in that transition between fall and then getting ready for the season, so give us a fall update of how it went for you guys. Yeah, first, thanks for having me. Uh, the fall went great. Uh, we we stayed healthy, which is one of you know the main things to the fall. But uh, just were, was able to integrate you know the new players, you know, with the returners, and uh, went out played fall games. Uh, did really well in those fall games. Uh, so it was nice to just see them go out compete. Uh, really excited about the pieces that we have now. Uh, coming in. So I felt like our fall was probably one of the best that we've had mm-hmm. here um, in terms of, you know, just the ladies' confidence, um, the growth that we saw, and, and then obviously the potential going in going into the spring season. Last year, you guys finished 22-32, and 32, but you had a very strong start to the year. You started 13-1. and one. What did you see in that start that gives you maybe hope for, for this year? You guys have quite a bit of talent coming back as well. Yeah, you know, obviously last year we got off to that really hot start, which was great. Um, I think it was a little bit of a, a good scheduling and, you know, and some luck. You know, we won some games late, you know, had some nice comebacks in some of those games. But uh, just learning how to win, right? I think, uh, you know, people talk about that all the time, and it's a real thing, right? And so I think having that confidence, you know, the, the start that we had, and then we got into conference play, and I think we had eight one-run game, one-run losses in conference play. So we were in a lot of those games, you know. Uh, offense uh, was where we struggled a little bit down the stretch. So that's something we worked really hard on this fall. So I think... Uh, you know, I think we feel much better offensively where we're at as a, as a team, and I think that's going to help us win more ball games. Say offensively, you guys return quite a bit of your top hitters in terms of average from a season ago. So outside of those main core players, anybody else that be coming in new that we should know of? 
Yeah, you know, we brought in, uh, you know, six new players uh, this year. Um, you know, uh, Brooke Voss is a freshman for us, been playing really well at shortstop, uh, hit some home runs uh, in some games this fall. Played really well, so it enabled us to move some girls around to some different spots as well. Uh, Gracie Hollinsworth is a pitcher who, who threw some really good innings for us. Um, we got two twins, Nikki and Abby Bodie, that uh, both did really well. Uh, so, you know, in some of the games uh, this fall we played IU, uh, we started a redshirt freshman, uh, Kaylee Batts at catcher, uh, you know, Jess Wilsey, a sophomore at third, Brooke Voss, freshman at short. We had uh, Abby Bodie, freshman at second, Mara Wood, senior at first base. We had, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, we had Nikki Bodie at second base, Abby Bodie in right field yep. as a freshman, uh, Lexa Davis, a senior in center, and then in, in left we had um, Zoe Froster at a uh, redshirt junior. So we were pretty young, uh, you know, going against, uh, you know, IU in that game and felt really well about how we played. As far as in the circle uh, pitching-wise, last year three main pitchers were Brenton, Weatherford, and Jolly. All those players are back again. Um, will they be your, your main core pitchers in the circle again, you think? Yeah, yeah, all three of them are back. Uh, we're excited to have have them all back. Um, they've done a really good job, and like I say, with having um, you know Gracie in there now and then uh, El, Ellie Jarrett uh, back as a sophomore has kind of really developed. So, yeah, our staff is, is going to be a strength of this team for sure. What does the timeline look like for you guys? Uh, I know, like, you know, covering the baseball team, they start kind of middle to late February. They have some time coming back from Christmas break. For you guys, the start is much sooner in early February. So what's the timeline like for, for a softball program? Yeah, once we get back, you know, I think it's around that January 7th. You know, we're, we're full go, 20 hours a week practicing. And then our first uh, road trip and games are February 9th. So, yeah, we start up, you know, pretty early. So uh, you, you get about a month with them and, you know, hope that they're ready to rock and we'll get out there and hope for good weather and, uh, but it comes really fast. You're right. I want to talk about you know your career a little bit and upbringing. We we go back to to 2015. You took the job prior to that season, and the program had struggled for for several years. And the first year you were here, 10 and 45. What did you first off see in this program and take the job? And it's kept you here now for almost a decade. And uh, when you took the job, obviously you knew there had been some struggling times for the program. What did you have to evaluate at that first year and try to establish here um, in your career at Evansville? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, one of the big draws, obviously, to this job is, uh, you know, I grew up in normal Illinois, so, you know, in Valley Country, right? So, uh, always wanted to kind of coach in the Missouri Valley Conference, so when the opportunity came, uh, just knowing the history of Evansville as a school and the educational um, components that go with it, I, I thought it was going to be a really good fit. Uh, when I took the job that summer, we had, uh, thought we had 12 players, and then when I interviewed, it turns out we had seven. <laughs> uh, you know, so it was July and August trying to recruit uh, some girls to come here. We had 14 players that first year, and uh, yeah, 10 wins um, that first year, and they just kind of really hit the recruiting trail hard, try to, you know, get in some different players, uh, try to just kind of build that up, and, you know, now we have a roster of 26, which is, yeah. you know, the biggest we've ever had. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, a slow process, right, to kind of, to bring them in, you know, after that first year, then we graduated two years later, we graduated 10 girls. So mm -hmm. the turnaround and just trying to balance out the classes a little bit has been been a struggle. But, um, yeah, we've we've been really, uh, really working hard to kind of, you know, be more competitive in the Valley. And I think we really are. You know, I think we've established that. So yeah. um, it's been it's been good to see. I'd like to ask coaches this question. You know, college sports is always changing uh, regardless of what the sport is. So how have you had to adapt personally or as a coach over the years since you even took the job back in 2015? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think, um, yeah, college sports is, it's always, it's always changing, you know, what the, what the ladies are looking for, you know, in a university. I think the one thing that always stands out for us is the type of people we recruit, right? Yeah. Um, you know, community services is one of the, the flagships of our program, uh, the educational thing. So we let the girls major in whatever they want. And I think that's a big advantage where a lot of universities don't. So we have, you know, pre-PT, pre-PA, nursing, uh, education majors. Uh, so that's been something that we've kind of uh, really 
you know, went for is those educational fits. Um, but then I think just building the relationship with players, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what's become more important, right, is, you know, from those old days of, you know, the dictator coach and things yeah. is really getting to know them on a personal level and just trying to be more positive and encouraging with, you know, mental health and different things and the stressors I think that today's athletes are under. So just really trying to focus on building those relationships, and I think um, that's been helpful for us. I would say main part of your job is to win games and be competitive, but also do you enjoy the aspect of the relationship building just as much as coaching softball? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's one of my favorite parts is, you know, getting to be around these girls every day and, and then, you know, seeing them come in as, as freshmen and leave as, as young women and watch what they go out and do. And, uh, you know, after they graduate from here has been has been really cool to see, like yeah. to see them grow and develop and, you know, to have their families, you know, at those senior days thank us, you know, for taking care and, and watching over their daughters. I think that's a big part of, of coaching and what's really rewarding. Um, I actually got a chance to, to marry some former players yeah. um, this fall, and it was probably the greatest, you know, honor of my coaching career. You know, Hall of Fame, things like that are cool, but, like, to be able to do that, to be involved in a special day in their lives, um, that's something that I was really excited for. Your style as a coach in terms of, of actual gameplay, do you use much analytics? Are you more new school, old school in that way? How would you describe yourself? Yeah, I think it's a combination of all that, right? I'm I'm a big feel guy. Um, you know, we don't have some of the the technologies and things, you know, that maybe some of the other schools have. We're we're starting to get those things, but um, yeah, using the eyes, um, you know, kind of a feel. Uh, analytics of have changed the game, and I think that's the big thing too is is letting the ladies know now that there's so much more information on them, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, getting them to buy in to those things, but then not overthinking it, right? Because it's it's easy to do so. Um, yeah, it's been a, a learning process, and um, you know we're starting to incorporate those things more. But I'm still a little bit of a, a feel guy, you know, in games and things. So uh, trusting my own eyes and gut a little bit as well. Would you say more of a defensive coach, offensive coach? What do you hang your hat on? Do you think for your team? Yeah, I mean, I, I work mostly with the pitchers, obviously, but um, you know, I think defensively is where we, you know, pitching and defense has mm-hmm. been our, our better thing since I've been here. Um, but you know, the offense is really coming along. So. Yeah, for me, I'm more of a yeah pitching defensive guy uh, than an offensive coach. You mentioned you grew up in normal Illinois, so that is Valley Country with Illinois State. Uh, did you always want to be a college softball coach? You know, uh, not, surprisingly, not really, honestly. I, I always knew I wanted to kind of go into coaching, and, you know, I started my coaching career on the men's basketball side and did that for six years. So, um, you know, coaching is something that I always had a passion to do. Sports, loved all sports, and then when the opportunity came uh, to work on the softball side, um, just kind of took off of that and just continue to grow and learn and uh, you know been doing that for a long time now. You went to uh, Eureka College. I know you played some football and tennis as well. Uh, did you play other sports growing up? Played everything, yeah. I mean, I, I did soccer, you know, from kindergarten up to high school, uh, you know, baseball all the way. Played baseball in high school, played basketball in high school, played football in high school, uh, did swim team, uh, you know, when yeah. I was younger. So, yeah, sports is, is something that, you know, I loved and, and played everything, and I think, that's what young athletes stood, should do today, right? Instead of yeah. the focusing on one, like, um, you know, go out and play as many sports as you can and find out what you really like and are passionate about. So you mentioned you've kind of hopped around a little bit coaching different sports. When you were younger and trying to get into this profession, were there any role models for you growing up that you look up to? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, on the softball side, there was uh, uh, George DiMatteo is a Hall of Fame cl- coach from Lewis um, who really um, kind of took me under my wing as, as a young coach and um, really, you know, gave me some good advice, you know, along the way and, and kind of showed me the ropes and the recruiting piece and, uh, you know, in-conference rivals um, at UND, uh, 
uh, Missy uh, Fisher uh, was somebody who I looked up to and kind of role modeled, uh, you know, what she was doing with her program and kind of, you know, kind of took some of those things and then used those to to beat them a few times, you know, back. So, yeah, just um, a lot of coaches are really willing to share information, which I think that's the big, you know, common misconception with coaches, right? Like we're always against each other. We are when we're competitive, right? When we're on the court, the diamond, whatever it is. But off the field, um, you'll find that, uh, you know, they're very willing to share information, you know, um, teach you things. So I think that's one of the cool things of the coaching profession is how close uh, coaches really are. I want to go back to your playing days a bit with tennis. Uh, what kind of tennis player were you? So, uh, you know, uh, as a sophomore in college, they needed they needed guys to go out for the tennis team. And we had I had not played. And some buddies in my fraternity was like, hey, let's football guys. Like, hey, let's go out for the, the tennis team. And I'm like, oh, man. Uh, so so we did it and you know we said hey we're gonna win conference and you know everyone's like okay you guys are you guys are funny right and uh we did it our senior year uh I was what you call a pusher right so I I (laughs) I just I hit the ball back and let them make mistakes you know and uh just uh kind of was a brick wall I was a serve and volley guy so I had a really big serve Mm -hmm. um I could return serve pretty well so I tried to get up to the net and then just hit it back to them and hope for uh them to make the mistake so um, a pusher is what what I would would describe it as. I know sometimes in college you have guys that play both singles and doubles. Did you play both, or was it one or the other? Play both, yeah. Uh, play both. One uh, conference championship in in doubles. I lost in the championship in singles. Uh, I got a little out of my game. I, I I went from being a pusher and I tried to hit winners, and it, it did not work for me. So, uh, yeah, I got in my own head for that one. You know, just trying to be too competitive. But yeah, singles and doubles. I like doubles more. Yeah. Um, but uh, I play both. You play in pickleball. You know what? I haven't. No, I. People say I got to get into it, yeah. and you know, I, I've heard some former tennis players. It's a little frustrating the sport, you know, because it is different. But yeah. uh, pickleball wasn't a thing, you know, around me growing up. So it wasn't really until you know the last few years where it's really expl- exploded down here. But I've I've not played yet. I'm enjoying the tennis conversation because I was a big tennis guy growing up. I okay. played tennis, basketball, baseball. Still play quite a bit of tennis as well. And yeah. And uh, I, I will agree, pickleball can be a bit more frustrating than it is with tennis. I still enjoy the, the, the workout aspect of tennis. But uh, do, you, do you watch much tennis on TV? Who are some guys you like watching? Uh, you know, I, I still do uh, watch from time to time. I mean, I'm still a, a Federer guy, you know, yeah. when he was out there. And, you know, some of the uh, – I think we grew up in, in a really great era of tennis, you know, with Sampras and Agassi and then, you know, on to Federer and Nadal and some of those guys. So, um you know the the new guys now. I don't to me aren't the, quite the same as, yeah. as some of those older ones. You know, but uh, yeah, it's so it's a great sport to watch. I think uh, what I love too is like it's the mental aspect of it, right? It's like it's it's you versus your opponent, right? And I think that's what the competitiveness that really comes out. You just mentioned mental aspect. I'm curious because you played football and tennis. I mean, two extreme difference in terms of physicality, sports wise. But you mentioned the mental aspect, so. What was, uh, I guess, what was the biggest difference or maybe you found surprising about tennis as opposed to playing football? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, football is obviously more physical, right? Like, it's um, it's a battle. You know, I was an offensive lineman in college, so, um, you know, just trying to, like, physically, you know, you know beat your opponent where uh, tennis is a little bit more mental. There's some strategy involved, right? If there's a, a cross-court ball, like, maybe I don't want to, to go for that one, right? Like, right. all right, let's give them that point or – um, you know, different. And I think the big, the big difference is if you win or lose in tennis, like it's on you, right? If you win or lose a football game, it, you know, might not have anything to do with it. It's a team sport, right? So that's the part that I really enjoyed is knowing if, if I won a match, like it was because of how I played. And if I lost a match, it was because of how I played, right? Where football sometimes like, you know, it could have been a fumble or something that, you right. know, took you out of it. So I think that part was what I really liked on the mental aspect. 
As you mentioned, you played some football. Uh, I hate to bring this up right now because mm-hmm. they're struggling, but you're a Bears fan. Yes, I Al- am. Always yeah. been a Bears fan? I have always, yep. I'm all Chicago, all Chicago sports. Yeah. Yeah. How's the family doing? Good. Yep, family's doing really well. Got uh, two two daughters, uh, my wife, uh, nine and six-year-olds, so um, they're not into sports yet. Everyone, that's the first question I always ask. Are they into softball? And they're not. They're into dance and, and music. And, you know, uh, my wife and I, Kelly, we said, hey, well, you know, whatever they want to do, we'll support. And yeah. if they want to get into it eventually, we'll, we'll let them. But otherwise, they're having a really good time with, like I say, the music and dance right now. How did you and Kelly meet? We actually met in Chicago at a New Year's Eve party uh, when I was coaching down in uh, Springfield. I Went with a buddy on a last-minute whim to a, a Hyatt Regency, a big uh, New Year's Eve party in Chicago, and uh, met her there, uh, which is kind of kind of a cool story. You mentioned your kids uh, into some dance and other things outside of sports. I saw on your Twitter bio you have music, art lover, and vegan. Let's start with music. What yep. kind of what kind of music do you like? You know, everyone always says they're all over, right? They love like everything. I truly am. Um, I when I was in college, I had a uh, a two hundred disc changer, you know, in, yeah. in my room and. Um, you know, then it went with the, the iTunes and had over, you know, 30 some gigs. Now I'm a Spotify unlimited guy, but, uh, <laughs> I do, I, I listen to everything. I, I love music. I think it's a good outlet, right? It's, um, you know, I've played some guitar and, sang, and you know, do some singing back in the day. So, yeah. uh, love it, love all of it. I, my wife and I love to go to concerts, uh, in all genres. Um, you know, so music's a big part. And then, uh, art, I was an art major in college. So. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask if you're artistic or just enjoyed art overall. So you are artistic. Yes. Yeah. In college, I was a a painter, uh, an abstract painter. And then I also did a lot of uh, black and white photography um, back in the old 35 millimeter days, you know, so uh, a lot of of time in the dark room. But yeah, art is uh, also another creative outlet that I really enjoy. You mentioned you're you're vegan. Uh, Mm -hmm. How long have you been a vegan? Uh, It'll be three years in January. It is a couple years. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be three years for me. Um, well, Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, that, that's obviously a food holiday and stuff. But mm-hmm. give us your what is your favorite family tradition that you had and maybe your, your favorite Thanksgiving food? So my favorite uh, tradition uh, is Black Friday shopping. I'm a shopper. Okay. So uh, that's something my, you know, my mom kind of got me on when I was younger. So I, I love the uh, uh, Black Friday shopping. Um, my favorite food is something that uh, my wife's family introduced me to is Stuffing muffins. Ooh. So they take we take the stuffing and we put it in individual muffin tins, right? So like everybody gets like you know the nice crunchy, you know. Okay. So that that's become my favorite uh, Thanksgiving food. Um, we talked a little bit about the team, you know, what to expect coming up here in the spring. Going back to to kind of recruiting here at Evansville a bit. Um, I know yesterday you actually had a recruit on campus. I know I saw you walking around and and you got some upgrades to the field, the stadium, the new Tri State Orthopedics field. Um, how big has that been for you and your program? Uh, the field is huge. I mean, anyone who's come, uh, you know, just are in awe of it, right? I think it's now given us the best, you know, playing surface and then stadium in the Missouri Valley Conference and honestly one of the big in the Midwest as well. So, yeah, it's been a, a recruiting game changer for us. I think, you know, turf you're seeing uh, everyone kind of go to that now, right, where mm-hmm. you're seeing high schools and uh, you're seeing city parks and different things. So, you know, girls expect more to play on that. Right? I think dirt's going to be the anomaly in a few years. So, for us to be kind of ahead of that curve on the college um, level, especially in the Missouri Valley Conference, I think has been good. Um, you know, players really like that. You know, when they come in, and with the weather that we have down here in Evansville, we're allowed. You know, we're able to be outside right. pretty much year round. So I think it's been a game changer from a practice standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint. So thank you to yeah. Tri State Orthopedics for that. Uh, you know, really excited. And then, um, yeah, I think that's been a big recruiting help for us so far. 
I don't know how much you want to go into this or, or, or share, but when you have recruits on campus, I mean, what, what is a few things you really hit on sales pitch wise? Obviously you have a beautiful field now, but you're also selling the university. I'm sure the education, the city as well. So what all goes into your recruiting pitch? Yeah. I mean, our number one thing is the educational piece, right? And, you know, unfortunately in the sport of softball, you're not going to be go, going pro in softball, right? So it's going to be in whatever it is, right? If it's a physician's assistant or a physical therapist or, or a teacher. So uh, yeah, we, we involve admissions really well. You know, we go with whatever academic program that those uh, ladies are interested in, get them in front of those professors, right? They can help sell those programs. Um, and then our ladies, and that's always a big piece is we, we try to have them sit down or have lunch with our team, right? Because at the end of the day, it's their team, right? And so they do a really good job of, of selling our program um, because it is them, right? And then obviously, yeah, the, now the facilities and, you know, the new residence hall, um, Ridgeway and the things that we're building on campus, um, you know, with the UE Forward I think people really see that, and that's always a good sign, right? When they see things that are construction and things that are happening, right? They feel like it's a positive positive place. Um, and then building those relationships with the recruits and then their families so they feel comfortable, you know, and trusting us with their daughters. I always like to let coaches um, talk about their staff a bit. So a couple assistant coaches for you, Coach Wagner and Coach Mathis, uh, they have Illinois Springfield ties, right? They do, yes. They do, yeah. So uh, it's it's kind of unique. So, yeah, um, uh, Coach Wagner Lakin, uh, this is her second year with us. Uh, she played for four years at the University of Illinois Springfield, uh, and then with some uh, red shirt and COVID, okay. was able to play finish her career at the University of uh, Illinois. Um, so she's been with us now, like I say, for two years. She's kind of in charge of the hitting, uh, done a tremendous job, right, Uh a uh, student of the game, um, brings a lot, um, can really connect well with the ladies. Um, and then Jillian uh, Mathis, who came in, just graduated, um, came in this year as her first year with us, has been been awesome. Uh, she's just a super positive person. Again, you know, young, can really connect with the ladies, um, has been helping a little bit with everything, with the, um, the offense, uh, helping with the pitching a little bit. Um, and just the positive, upbeat attitude that she brings yeah. is something that, um, the girls have really gravitated to and have made a lot of comments about and really like. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have a, a couple of former Prairie Stars in the fold. And um, coming from a program, uh, you know, that with the coach there that I knew I could trust and I knew what kind of people we were getting. And um, so, yeah, really thankful for both of them. They've done a great job for us. So how much do you like to empower your staff? You mentioned what they're in charge of. You know, for example, Coach Wagner with the offense. And, and obviously in-game you're making the final decisions. But how much do you lean on your, your staff and empower them? Quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things that I learned as a young coach and an assistant, right, is like I was given the ability to go out and make decisions and do things. And so, yeah, it's everything is as a team effort. Right. And um, if they've got an idea and it'll work, let's do it. You yeah. know, so I'm, I'm one of those people that um, like that. So, yeah, each day, you know, if they're in charge of their thing and say, hey, coach, this is what we want to kind of do. Then we'll get down. We'll sit together as a group. We'll kind of go through everything. Um, but, yeah, try to give them, you know, as much responsibility as I can to really teach them. Um, and let them grow as coaches and same with recruiting you know they'll go out and be able to find recruits and things and mm -hmm. you know we'll bring them on campus and things too so yeah try to try to let them be in charge of their area not a micromanager at yeah. all and um, they both have done a really good job of kind of taking ownership and whatever it is we ask them to do all right so we talked about sales pitches to uh, possible purple ace players mm -hmm. sales pitch to aces fans for this group coming up next year last year you mentioned the good start uh, end up finishing 10 games under 500, but a lot of talent coming back. So what are you most excited about for this group for 2024? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is kind of like you mentioned, like the amount of, of players that we have coming back, right? The um, the experience that we have mix, mixed in with that, that young new talent that we have. I think this is the most talented team uh, we've had since I've been here at the mm -hmm. University of Evansville. I think they're going to be a really fun group to watch. 
Uh, I think we're going to be able to pitch really well. We're going to play some great defense, and I think offensively we're going to be exciting this year. Um, so I think, um, and they're just a really, really great group of, of ladies off the field, um, and I think that that's important as well, right? I think they really, um, you know, stand for what the University of Evansville is all about, right? From their educational um, aspects to the community service, and then how they're going to be able to go out and compete, uh, you know, with class and really, um, it's a team that. Uh, not only the university, but the city can get behind, right, and like and really believe in. So, um, I think they're going to be really fun. So, hopefully, yeah. uh, I know we're always kind of weather dependent, right? Sure. With, with oh, people yeah. coming out, so uh, praying for some good weather this spring that'll help you know bring those fans out to see. And I don't think they'll be disappointed when they come out and watch our ladies. Coach, thanks for joining us this week on Aces on the Air. I enjoyed our conversation. If you ever need a tennis partner, just let me know, all right? Okay, I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. That is a UE softball head coach Matt Mundell, and he was our guest this week on Aces on the Air. Get the home field advantage every time with Fairfield by Marriott, official hotel partner of the NCAA. Whether you're a student athlete working toward your championship dreams or your team's biggest fan, Fairfield has everything you need to get ready for game day. From comfortable guest rooms to complimentary hot breakfast, Fairfield is part of the Marriott Bonvoy portfolio of hotels. Visit fairfield.marriott.com to book your next game day stay.